welcome to another episode of How You Can Do with your host, your boy, Alvi, a.k.a. Danny, a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. Super dope show coming to you today. We have one of my very, very great homies, Jade Jamie, a.k.a. Fitness by Jade, in the building. Today we take a deep dive into all things holistic health, mental health, movement, and not movement just in the physical sense, but movement in the sense of moving into your best self. Jay dropped so much knowledge, and I'm so grateful to have her here with us today. If you enjoy the show, please be sure to share it with your friends, family, and loved ones. And as always, you can too. We have a special, special, special guest in the building, Jay Jamie, the one, the only, your favorite holistic health coach. I don't care what anyone says. She's your favorite one, even higher than me. I won't even get mad. And I've had the pleasure of knowing Jade for going on a few years now. What, like three years? Four years? It's so funny. Jade and I were just talking about time and how we have no concept of it especially after we did our, our transformational leadership training. But Jade is an amazing individual. And it's been so inspiring to see how much she's grown within this last year and, and how I see her stepping up into her power and, and speaking her voice, which is a voice that I believe needs to be heard. So Jade, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, we have not known each other for four years, but it seems like I've known you a lifetime because time is so weird. No concept of time whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I've had the pleasure of knowing you now for, I think, a year and a half. And um, yeah, I'm, I've noticed my own growth um, by having, just by kind of knowing you and through the different transformational programs that we've done and yeah, and just I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, I appreciate you coming on. It's funny. It, like I said, it feels like it's been a long time, even if it's only been a year and a half. And something that I love seeing and that I'm so about is people's growth. And I know that when we first met, we were both personal trainers. And now we've both made this shift where we are completely jumping into being a holistic health coach. First thing I want to know and how would you describe your version of being a holistic health coach? Hmm. I would say my version of that is looking at the body as an entire integrated system. So like you said, we started off as personal trainers where we would, I would at least segment the body and, you know, separate muscle parts and, just focus on, on kind of like the external and now moving and shifting into holistic health coaching. It's more obvious to me than ever before that there's zero separation between the mind, the mental, the soul, the spiritual and the body, the physical. Um, so how you do one thing and how you take care of one part of that is, really indicative of how the rest of that is going to kind of show up for you. So if you're ignoring one part, you may 
feel good. You may feel better than you were before in the past, but there's just so much more to it. Mm, I love that, how you're able to look at every single person as the whole entire being that they are, as opposed to just seeing what's going on with them physically in a sense of how they move or even, you know, how they want to better themselves aesthetically, you understand that a human being is so much more than that. And I know you've been in this game for a little while now. When was that turning point when you started to realize that the body is this system of systems and that it truly does deserve this holistic approach? It's interesting that you asked that because I feel like I, well, I've started being a personal trainer for five years ago. And the reason why I stepped into personal training to begin with was because I saw how beneficial it was on my own personal mental health. Mm. Um, So I feel as if I always knew this, the concept was always there, but I'm just now recently growing into feeling comfortable um, speaking my truth to other people and that primarily being my clients. That's powerful. That's powerful. And I love how you said that even when you were getting started, it was initially getting into personal training because you understood for yourself how much the physical training had an impact on your mental and that it positively had you thinking and experiencing life in a different way. And now you fast forward a few years, right? Five years to be exact. You say that you've found your truth and how you are spreading this message to your clients and to everyone else that interacts with you. What's been that, that switch that allowed you to, to speak your truth when in life, and we've talked about this many times, it's easy to do what everyone else does to, to follow in line with what everyone else says. And it takes radical courage to be yourself. So I would love to hear what sparked that for you lately. Wow. Well, um, like I was saying before, definitely having powerful um, people that I'm able to speak to and like you included, I would definitely consider you to be one of the main inspirations for me to kind of step powerfully into this new role. Um, Because seeing what you're able to do um, and the new space that you've been able to step into for a little bit now has definitely inspired me because you've shown me what's possible. Um, and seeing that somebody else, uh, a fellow colleague of mine, if they can do it with their clients um, and the people around them in their ne- network, then I can do it too. Damn right. No, I love that. And something that you speak into that I think is so important is being able to see that something is possible. Oftentimes I make up that if a person doesn't realize that a change can be made or that someone's done something that might be in, that might be very similar to what it is that they're looking to do until they see it, they're not going to take that action. And you said in your own development, whether it's through me or, or other powerful people that you've been interacting with, you've been able to take that next step and really follow your truth, follow your heart and show up powerfully for everyone who's around you. 
And what's super dope is that in that same way, I can see how other people are now seeing you and are being inspired. What would be one of the first ways that you would want to help a person discover that, hey, the body is this huge integrative system and and it's more than just how you move it or what you're doing physically in the gym? Wow, that's a great question. Um, definitely uh, the first thing that I try to address with primarily myself and that will trickle down to my clients is exploring your thoughts. Um, I'm a true believer that your thoughts um, quite literally become your external reality. So really just addressing the inner workings of the mind, where thoughts come from, where they stem from, and realizing and bringing awareness to how those thoughts will affect your actions on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. That's primarily where I begin now um, with my clients because I've seen how much positive carryover changing and shifting my own thoughts has been for my own external reality. So that's- Mm. Mm, I love that. Starting with our thoughts because our thoughts inevitably they end up I make up at least that our thoughts are really what pushes us to how we decide to act or not take action and something that's been really beneficial to me is understanding that as a human being we're gonna have tens of thousands of thoughts a day it probably more than that and understanding that I personally am not my thoughts and that's how meditation has been such a powerful practice for me, being able to realize that, okay, I'm going to have thoughts that come up, but it doesn't mean that every single thought that I have is a fact or that it's true about me. So I would love to hear how your process has been for yourself of understanding your thoughts and being able to essentially place them in different buckets so you can powerfully move through the world. Really, um meditation for me has been huge. It's actually been a game changer. Um, And when I would attempt to meditate in the past, um, previous to this transformational program that each of us uh, went through this past year, anytime I found myself meditating, I found myself judging myself when thoughts would come in. Um, I'd be sitting there trying to, you know, do the meditation thing, trying to sit in traditional yoga poses and Mm -hmm. thinking that if I just breathe through the meditation that I won't have thoughts come in. And that's, that's not the case. That's not, in my experience, at least, that's not what meditation is for me, at least. Meditation Um, is powerful for me because I'm able to acknowledge the thoughts as they come in and not judge myself when I do have those thoughts. Um, So, I mean, without getting totally into the way that I meditate, I kind of, whenever a thought comes in, I place like a little bubble around it or a cloud around it and 
I acknowledge it, I thank it, I welcome it for coming in and just let it float by. And then not only do the thoughts become less and less, like negative thoughts, but the judgment around those negative thoughts, which mm. would in the past only push me towards rumination and further beating myself up, mm. those are becoming less and less frequent to almost non-existent. And that's why meditation for me is extremely powerful. It's so dope. And I, I have a very similar experience myself when it comes to meditation, especially with this previously, this misunderstanding that I thought that meditation was supposed to be me sitting down cross-legged, super kumbaya, no thoughts coming in and used to get very frustrated when the thoughts did come in. And very much like you, and what I love that you're doing is that you're placing this bubble around each thought that comes up and creating a cloud out of it and literally letting it go by because you're not getting attached to it like you may have in the past. How has this been showing up in your day-to-day -day life now, this, this practice of meditation? Hmm. I would say the concept of impermanence has really, really helped me out. Um, just acknowledging, you know, outside of meditation in my day to day that absolutely nothing is permanent. And in the past, that would kind of freak me out a little bit to where I'm like, oh, no, that means even good times and good things and good people and good experiences that means that they're going to leave as well. Mm. And through meditation, I've kind of realized that that's okay. Um, mm. And realizing that being attached to experiences, things, people doesn't serve anybody, especially myself. Um, and just having that concept of impermanence where things are constantly changing and shifting has actually brought in more abundance and more joy and more love and more good things into my life when I'm not trying to cling to it so much and I'm not mm -hmm. just trying to control um, everything. Yes. Oh, it, may, it makes perfect sense to me being a, um, a recovering, um, attacher, if we will. Um, you know, I know that feeling of, you know, if something's really, really good, wanting to hold on to it for as long as I can and being afraid to let it go for fear of what does that mean if I no longer have this thing. And once I was able to drop that, like understanding and, and really realizing how much more opened up in my life and how there was things that did leave and then they came right back. <laughs> like there was, the, there was literally no, there was no need to worry about those things leaving my life. And honestly, I make up that, you know, we grow up with the scarcity mindset that there's, that there's never enough, that we're not going to be able to get what it is that we want. And then, you know, praises to whoever you praise. If you do get that thing, hold on as tight as you can and don't let nobody get close to it because they're going to take it from you. And that's very much how my experience was growing up and it didn't serve me. And especially in the industry that we're in, 
you know, I, I label it now as, you know, health, wellness, and, and personal development. And there's really no shortage of people who can use the type of work that, that we do. And I used to make up that, you know, if somebody else got a client, well, now that's one less client from me. It's like they took that person from me. And when I say that out loud, it, so, it literally sounds so ridiculous to me. Yet I can look back and I can realize where that came from. And I know you have your version of this now and what that looks like. And, you know, I can see from your story and what you shared with me that allowing yourself to practice non-attachment has allowed so many more new things to open in your space, which I think is amazing. And I would love to hear going forward now that you're making this transition and you're so much more than a personal trainer, how is it that you want to work with your clients? What, what do you want that to look like? Um, well, before, before I answer that, I just wanted to speak a little bit more into what you were saying about scarcity. Mm-hmm. Um, cause fear and scarcity is very real and it's, it's almost ingrained and a lot of times we're not even aware of it. Um, so for me personally, and this doesn't come from a place of blame or judgment, or I wish things were different. Um, but I know a lot of my scarcity conversations and a lot of my fear conversations stem from where I came from. Um, my parents grew up in scarcity. They grew up in poverty and they grew up in an environment that wasn't safe for them. So Mm. it's, it's not even, it's nobody's fault, but for me, what's most important is bringing awareness to that because when you're able to bring awareness to that, then change um, is actually possible. You have the opportunity to choose differently if you wanted to, but mm-hmm. a lot of times we want to change or I'm, I'm making up a lot of people want to change and they want better for themselves, but we don't necessarily know how. And I feel mm-hmm. like that comes from the lack of awareness. So back to your question of how I want to work with my clients moving forward is by primarily first working on mindset bringing awareness and consciousness to absolutely everything that we do. And Mm. just like we were discussing before, your actions are stemming from your thoughts. So primarily bringing awareness and consciousness to thoughts and the thought processes and where they come from and what type of scarcity conversations are out there and thus transferring that to changed behavior and changed habits. It's so spot on. It's so spot on. And, when you talk about scarcity in that way, it, it helps me better understand that it has so many different forms and that it shows itself in so many different ways. Yet, if we're not looking for it or we don't know that it exists or what it looks like, it's so hard to create that awareness. And that's why I think the work that we do is so important because it allows us to give another person a potential frame of reference. Uh, It gives us 
the opportunity to maybe bring something to the light that they don't even realize is going on in their life. Because I make up that most people, and I've been there many a times in my life, only look surface level. And when I bring it back to physical training and personal training, I've had so many experiences with clients where they'll tell me that their goal is an aesthetic one, whether it's they want to put on more muscle, they want their biceps to look better in their sleeves, or you know they want to they want to lose 30 pounds, whatever their version looks like. More times than not, when we started to peel the layers back, there was something along the lines of confidence that they wanted to gain. There was something along the lines of worthiness that they were looking to obtain. And what I found is that when a person can connect to that deeper why, it allows them to make better choices going forward in terms of what's going to create that confidence, what's going to allow them to build up their self-worth, what's going to allow them to put in consistent steps so that they are experiencing life in the way that they desire and the way that they deserve. And it's going to be interesting to see, especially right now with, with everything that's going on in the world, there's so many people who are having the opportunity to really look deep and see what is it that I truly desire? How is it that I want to show up? How do I want to look? What type of things do I want to do on a daily basis? And the truth can be can be scary. Personal truth can be scary, confusing, all these different things. How's your experience been of in a sense, battling yourself and being able to see all the different ways that you show up and, and kind of navigating like, okay, what's going to serve me and what's not? What's effective and what's not? How's it been in that journey of finding those parts of yourself out? Well, you said it. It's definitely been a journey. Uh, that's for sure. And uh, I've been grateful enough to have you on a good portion of that journey with me. So hmm. I would say what has kind of helped me the most in being able to face myself and look at myself without judgment, a main tool, I know this is going to be external, but a main tool for me has actually been journaling Mm -hmm. and reflecting. Um, I've journaled my entire life. Uh, I've actually, my very first journal was started when I was five years old. So this year, actually, when I really started diving deep into, you know, doing the inner work and evaluating my thoughts and my habits, um, I went back into those journals from when I was five and kind of just read on from there and, I've been able to kind of go back to my childlike essence in, mm. in a sense, if that makes sense, um, before all of the, the self-limiting beliefs, the, the stories that I made up started taking over my life. And mm. I feel like having those documents and having that written word Um, of my own thoughts, like a transcript of my mind pretty much (laughs) has helped me a lot. And I almost, I almost wish that I had it 
um, a little bit more consistently over the last couple years. I've realized there's been some gaps in certain time periods of my life, but definitely this year I've been 100% consistent with that journaling and documenting, um, especially just because I've like, like we said, we've lost time. It feels like I've lived four years just within these last eight months or so. Right. So I feel like it's really important, at least for me personally, to continue documenting my process. I love that. I love that. It seems like journaling has allowed you to create even more awareness around your life and essentially have a transcript of where you were all the way up until where you are now. What type of advice would you give the listeners on cultivating their own journal practice? Hmm. Um, I would say just because I, I do actually get this question quite often um, where people want to journal and they, they, they see the value in it, but they're not sure where to start or they, you know, they buy the journal and they sit there with the blank page in front of them and they're, you know, start tripping up on their thoughts or their words, and then they wind up not writing anything. So what personally helped me uh, get back to being consistent with my journaling practice is actually purchasing a gratitude journal. Um, Mm -hmm. So each day it came with a little quote, um, a little prompt, and just three lines where it was just like, these are the three things that I'm grateful for today. And it took less than two minutes in the morning and two minutes at night where I was able to be, be grateful for three things in the morning and then reflect back at night um, on how my day went. And even just those prompts and bringing gratitude practice into my life helped me to where I don't necessarily need the gratitude journal anymore. That's just now how my brain is wired to think and thus write. So I would definitely start with that. That's awesome. And I have a very similar uh, gratitude journal. I used to use the five minute journal and then I actually switched over to the one that you use. And and I I love them both. I think they're both powerful journals. And something that I picked up based off of what you explained is that having journals like that take a lot of the thinking out of it. Because I remember in my own experience and also with clients, that it can be difficult to free write for some people and to actually have a prompt and actual things to to answer and to focus on does make it um, can it can make it easier to start out and very similar to you for me it's it's all about practicing the gratitude and looking at all of the things that are going so amazing in my life and anchoring into those, especially the really simple ones, as opposed to focusing on the couple of things that in my mind, I think I should be doing better or that I think I should have or how I'm supposed to be showing up if I'm not doing it consistently. And I think that also stems back to how we're very much conditioned growing up to go a little bit off to a little bit on a tangent. It's like, with the education system, you know, we're taught that, you know, learn these things, do these things. And we essentially get marks off based off what we didn't do, what we didn't get right. 
And I think that follows us in everyday life where we're constantly looking at what we didn't quote unquote do right, what's missing, you know, how aren't I showing up and being able to practice gratitude really has allowed me to, to reframe that and to focus on all the things that are going right and that I am doing powerfully as opposed to some of the things that are missing. Exactly. Exactly. Spot on with that. And like you said, it, it's, it's wired, it's ingrained um, to always look at what we don't have and to compare ourselves to other people that may have what we wish we had and all, all of that stuff. And I found that, like you said, just focusing on your strengths, what you're good at, what you do have. Um, you know, the sun came out today. There's so many times in my, my gratitude journal that what are three things I'm grateful for? Something as simple as the sun and having access to clean water and healthy food and just an able body. Like there's so mm. many people that don't even have access to those things and we just take them for granted. So being able to really just hone down and bring it back to the simple stuff and a lot of times the free stuff Hmm. um that's that's here for us that we just take advantage for uh or of rather so definitely spot yeah i love that especially how you talk about how easy it is to lose track of the simple things right like our our family our friends our able bodies the the sun having a bed having a roof like, you know, those things might not sound like the sexiest things, yet they are the necessities. And there's there's just there's so much that we get to be grateful for on a day to day basis. And along with with awareness, around, along with meditation, journaling, we're, we're seeing how big of a tool gratitude is. And like you said, gratitude is free. It costs zero money zero anything to have gratitude and i think starting and ending the day with it can have a profound shift in a person's life i know i've experienced it i see that you've experienced it and what do you think we could do to have more people experience gratitude Hmm. it's a good question Um, I guess I'm not really sure. Um, well, hopefully through, you know, through the platforms that each of us have and the, like, even starting with this podcast, like I said, just bringing awareness, um, to what's possible when, when you do experience gratitude, I think first and foremost, that's, that's going to help. Um, I know everybody is, is completely different but just focusing on what you do have versus what you don't have I feel like that would be the first step in really experiencing gratitude Mm. amen to that my sister amen to that and I'm really grateful for how you've been showing up lately and I, I literally love watching your stories on Instagram because they're so authentic they're inspiring 
and they're they are truthful right and i make up sometimes that the truth hurts some people and when i see you show up it, it's so raw and i can tell that everything that you're saying is coming from this pure place of of love and authenticity how would you speak to other coaches out there or other trainers who may feel like like how i felt in the past that they can't be their authentic selves online how's this transformation been showing up for you and what type of advice would you give people on showing up as their authentic self without worrying about what other people are going to think it's a great question um i know myself it's definitely been it's been a journey um getting there and showing my authentic self there's still days where you know i'll find myself not wanting to share certain parts, um, fear of judgment, all that stuff. But any a piece of advice that I would give to other coaches to be able to to step away from that is just being crystal clear on your why. Mm. Um, I feel like when you always go back to why you're a coach, why you're here, why you're doing this, it really doesn't matter what you're sharing. Um, obviously like don't blatantly go and be rude of course but it really yeah. doesn't matter what you do or how you show up as um your message is going to be well received by the people that are both willing and ready to hear it and anybody else it doesn't really matter what they think um because they're just simply not ready for you and that's okay mm. Mm. it's so powerful when, when I hear you say that, especially the, the idea of starting with why, because to me, like my why is my North Star. That, that's what I follow each and every day. And sometimes it's difficult, especially with these times right now with, you know, all the different things going on with, with COVID and, and social injustice. There's so many things that I want to speak on, yet I find myself at times you know, stepping back or even giving like a, a PG-13 um, version of it for fear that I'm going to upset somebody. And it's so funny because when I go deeper into that, I realize at the end of the day, I'm never going to be able to satisfy everybody. And that's not what I want to do anyways. So, so it's understanding like, okay, like knowing my why, being crystal clear on it. And letting that help me show up as my authentic self every day. What What's your why, Jade? Uh, my why is... Oh, wow. You know, I've never been asked that before. So I love it. Thank you for putting me on the spot. I appreciate that. <laughs> no <Yeah>. doubt. <laughs> um, my why is is total health really, but again, primarily stemming from full autonomy over your life and over mm. your thoughts and specifically over your mental health. Um, I'm someone who in the past, I have dealt with severe, severe anxiety, depression um, to the point where I was put on a, a, a 
bunch of different medications from doctors and just a, like a cocktail of antidepressants, SSRIs, all the fun things. And the only thing that that has that that, that did for me at the time was actually make me worse and make mm. me spiral even more um, to the fact where I actually needed to be hospitalized um, for suicidal ideations. So mm -hmm. because I've experienced that deep amount of pain and trauma myself, my why is sharing my story openly and authentically enough to hopefully um, prevent anybody else from dealing with that type of pain and going down that, that route of, you know, having to rely on medications and a whole bunch of external factors that are really only, in my opinion, only really going to take you further away from health and closer towards sickness. Hmm. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so openly, so vulnerably. Right now, mental health, I think is it, it's being talked about more than ever before in an open way. And I, I really appreciate you sharing that because, you know, my, my mom suffered from a lot of physical issues, but even more mental health issues. So that's something that's very close to my heart. And I make up that most people either themselves or know somebody who has or is suffering with mental health. And it's one of these things that I believe we can all rally around and we can support ourselves and each other in and doing it in a way that is holistic and healthy as opposed to, you know, potentially just throwing things at the symptoms as opposed to the root causes. And by you sharing your story so powerfully and so vulnerably, it literally opens the door for other people to, one, bring awareness around their feelings and their state, what's coming up for them, and also be able to build up the courage to to speak with people, to, to reach out to others. And when it comes to mental health, I believe this is a, this is a thing that we all get to tackle together and that it's going to take a collaborative approach. And I really, really, really appreciate you sharing that story because that's, that's the first time I've heard you speak on that. And, and it's an extremely powerful why. So thank you, Jade. Thank you for being the space for that to, you know, to open up. And like you said, um, it's, I make up that there's a lot of shame around um, mental health and the stigma is, is definitely still prevalent. But mm -hmm. like you were saying as well, it's, it's being talked about more than ever. And uh, because of that and, be, you know, because of the space that you're able to provide as well, it, it makes it more comfortable and it makes it more palpable um, when, when you hear and you feel like, you know, you're, you're not the only one that's dealing with it. And there are a lot of people that are dealing with very similar situations and pains that you are and really 
the only shame I'm, I feel is, is keeping that to yourself and keeping it a secret. That's where shame Mm -hmm. kind of ruminates. But like you said, when you're able to open up and speak openly and authentically about your experience, no matter who you are, um, it provides an opportunity for communal healing. And I feel like that's very powerful, especially now more than ever. Absolutely. You're so right. And being able to have such a a powerful why to connect to, I can see how it's allowed you to show up so powerfully and to be able to see all the different shifts and understand that nothing has to be done by yourself. Like to me, yes, it does start with me as an individual. However, I get to request support. I get to request help. I get to reach out to all the different people who have maybe lived with similar hardships as me and reach out to them for support. So anybody listening, like if there's anything that that you're going through, especially when it comes to like in my instance, like, you know, death of a of a mother, right? Losing somebody close to you that maybe you didn't have the best relationship with before they passed away like I'm all ears for that and and I would imagine that Jade is gonna be a stand and in, in all ears for things mental health and as we are approaching and we're continuing both of us to dive into holistic health speaking for myself I've realized how much movement has helped my mindset how much eating nutrient-dense foods has helped my my mental health like literally my biggest shift and that my first shift happened when I changed my diet and it started out for aesthetic reasons just wanting to lose weight and look a certain way however one of the biggest positive consequences that came from that was that a a veil was lifted over my head and I started to see myself in the world in a completely different way and, and I imagine that that Jade has her experience of that as well. So understand that there's so many ways that you can go about creating a better mental state for yourself, for you know creating the the ideal life or a better life than the one that you currently have. Um, like Jade, we talk about all the time. Like people are we're all perfect, whole, and complete, and we get to take ownership of everything that we're doing. We get to have that autonomy. And part of that is to seek help. Don't have to do it by yourself. And I'm really grateful that, that there's people like you out there, Jade, who are showing up in this way, letting people behind the curtain, saying where you came from, what you've overcome, what you're still battling, and being like, hey, like I'm working on this. I'm improving at this, like, come with me. I got you. This is the type of work that I want to do. So like right now, like, who would you say that, that your ideal client is like, like maybe they don't even know right now that you're there for them, but like, who, who, what do those people look like? And what are the type of things that you make up? They might be going through that ideally you would love to help them overcome. 
unfortunately we had some slight slight technical difficulties so i want to make sure that you get jade's instagram where you can find her you can find her at fitness underscore by jade that's f-i-t-n-e-s-s underscore b-y-j-a-d-e not only is jade filled with so much passion and knowledge and her stories are hella entertaining on ig so make sure to check her out hit her up engage with her and anybody that's looking to level up in their health wellness mindset and overall being be sure to hit up jade appreciate you checking into this episode and as always if you find any type of benefit be sure to share it with your friends family loved ones leave a five-star rating and also a review I appreciate you, I love you, I honor you, and as always, you can too.